What's up, y'all? Welcome to the On Point podcast, the mindset podcast for dancers, artists, athletes, creatives. I'm your host, Latte, a.k.a. Lottie Dottie. We likes to party. Um, So, yeah, I decided to do a podcast because I was getting real sick and tired of Instagram reels cutting me off at the one minute mark. Um, I'm a long winded bitch. I got a lot of shit to say especially when it comes to mindset and creativity and it just wasn't cutting it for me. So here I am. Um, I was trying to figure out what to talk about for this first episode. Mindset is a huge, huge topic. So I landed on why mindset is even important. Um, A lot of creatives, you know, creatives, athletes were like, I do one thing. I create, I perform. I don't need to worry about what's going on up here. Why would I need to do that? Well, let me tell you why. Because if your mental's all blocked, it's going to block your performance. It's going to block your art. I'm sure you've been to classes or if you're a painter, artist, you know, you go to create some art, you go to choreograph, you go to class and you can't get out of your head. You can't get anything done because you're just so worried about other things we'll just call them other things whether that's you know what you're looking like you're you know you're thinking about what's for dinner you're thinking about what that person's thinking about of you you're thinking about a thousand things that are blocking your success so I wanted to talk about why it's even important to have some sort of mindset work inner work going on And I have my little notes for us because, you know, she's a type A bitch. And uh, what would I be without my binder? Um, First and foremost, in order to have any sort of self-expression, you need to have a self to express. Let me say that shit again. In order to have any form of self-expression, creativity, any sort of self-expressing, you're expressing yourself, bitch. You need to have a sense of self first. If you don't got that on lock, your art's going to be all over the place. Your your performance is going to be all over the place. You're not going to be able to execute the way that you want to execute, okay? So this episode is talking all about our sense of self. Um, And I go into three main topics when it comes to your sense of self. So let's get into it. Number one, you need to have self-awareness. This is going to be our way to fix ourselves. If you're not even aware there's a problem going on, if you're not even aware of the tendencies you have or the triggers that you're triggered by, you're not going to be able to fix it. So you need to have some form of self-awareness. Number two is the self-discovery and self-exploration phase. This is our source of inspiration. I love this phase. You get to just follow what makes your heart happy. And number three is self-confidence. Now, the more that you dive into your self-awareness and your self-discovery, your self-exploration, you're going to have a better self-confidence. Um... All of this is important. These three self-concepts are really important. Self-awareness, self-discovery and exploration, and self-confidence. Because when you're a performer, 
you're an athlete, you're creative, your sense of self is on the line every single time you do a damn thing. And I always tell my clients and artists, it's not your job to pick apart the art that you're putting out or the concepts you're putting out or the creations you're putting apart out. It is your job to create it, okay? And if you don't have a strong sense of self, the world is going to tear you apart and you're going to let the world tear you apart and you're not going to be able to continue doing what makes you happy because you're shattered, okay? Uh, so let's talk about the first one. Let's get into all these really in-depthly. Self-awareness. So let me throw a little um, term at you guys. Some of you may have heard about it before. It's called emotional intelligence. This is the capacity to be aware of, control, and express emotions. So that's a very textbook, um, you know, um, definition. I literally Googled it, okay? But I think you can kind of know, uh, what am I trying to say? You know people who are emotionally intelligent and who are not. I'll say that. And if you're not emotionally intelligent, it's really hard for you to become emotionally intelligent. I think there has to be some sort of like hand holding along the way to get you there, which is completely fine. Um, when I started my self-awareness journey, my, um, you know, my mindset journey, I actually had a spiritual coach which shout out to my spiritual coach, Shannon. I need to connect with her. She's the bomb. I would not be dancing and following all my crazy, crazy endeavors if it really wasn't for Shannon um, to help me out with that in the first place. So shout out, Shannon. Um, but you kind of need someone to like help you through that because it's it's rough to like dive into your personal shit. And if you're not used to like, getting into your personal shit. There's a lot of baggage that you got to sift through in order to get to the good shit. And a lot of people, they get to the first, you know, point of sifting through that shit and they get scared and then they shy away from it. But really, you should be getting right all up in the into the muck, into the mud. That's where the good shit is. Okay? My clients know. Um, so emotional intelligence, it's important to have that. If you don't even have that or if you don't have the capacity for it, if you not, if this is a new concept to you, you're going to have a hard time with everything else because that's really like a milestone. Um, so self-awareness. So becoming more aware of your emotions, um, understanding your triggers. This is important because like I said, we're artists, we're creatives, we're putting ourselves on the line like every single day. And if you're not aware that things trigger you, if you are not aware that other people are dealing with their own personal baggage, then you're going to take every single little thing as a personal attack. And that is going to, number one, like break your heart every single day. I'm sorry. Like, it's just you're going to take everything personally. Everything's going to be a personal attack. Um, and you're not going to get shit done. You're going to take every single time someone says no to you personally, every single time someone doesn't like your art, you're going to take it personally when really, you know, 
Maybe the, you're just not their cup of tea. That's perfectly fine. You don't need to be everybody's cup of tea. Um, understanding your triggers. So the more that you understand your triggers, the more that you can um, stay away from them. <laughs> I'll say that. And I mean, it's not about completely avoiding your triggers. You know what I mean? Because I think that you should be exposed to some shit that makes you uncomfortable because that's where the growth is. But it's not letting those triggers control you. As an artist, what if like I got booked or even like I always say a painter, like a painter got booked. I don't really know how painting works, but a painter got booked to commission some art and they put their heart and their motherfucking soul into this piece and they go deliver it. And the person's like, oh, you know, you painted in all shades of blue. I actually don't even fucking like blue. And then the artist thinks they're a bad artist and they never create again when really they, the person just doesn't like the color blue. That was a very surface level example. But you know what I'm saying? Like you can't take everything so personally and and understanding if you're the type of person that does take things personally, that's somewhere to start. Like, oh, damn, every single time I go to class and I don't get called out for a solo, it's a bad fucking class for me. Why does it have to be a bad class? Maybe like, I don't know, maybe so-and-so was just calling out her friend or maybe, you know, so-and-so takes privates with the teacher and the teacher said, hey, I'm going to let you do a So like you can't take every single thing as a personal tag. You can't take everything personally. Um, so that's becoming self-aware. Um, also becoming self-aware, repeating unhealthy patterns. A lot of people repeat some really unhealthy patterns and if you don't have the self-awareness to understand that you are currently in a pattern then you are not going to be able to break that and you're going to fall victim to this pattern every single time um I always use going to a class that you don't enjoy or like going to class and this is a sad thing a lot of people go to class and then they leave class and they like cry or they feel fucked up but you know what? I've been there. When I first started getting back into classes in like, when was that, 2017 or something like that? I remember taking like a heels, like my very first heels class. And I came back and I cried in the car. I don't even know. Now I know why I was crying. But back then, I didn't even understand why I was crying. And here's the fucking crazy thing. I kept going to that fucking class. Over and over and over again. And I kept getting, I kept crying. Like, bitch, why are you doing that? That's, you're not, you're not even solving the problem. You're just like hurting yourself. And that's the sad reality for people that get stuck in these cycles. Or even a good example, like going to a class. And I keep using class as an example because, you know, I'm a dancer and I work with dancers. Going to a class and you're not like personally challenged, which is fine. Like maybe you like, exceeded you you got what you needed out of that class I'm not saying never go to the class again I'm saying if you keep going to the same class and you're not getting like elevated results because you've outgrown that class then stop beating yourself up that you're not elevating your results do you know what I mean like that's a pattern you keep going expecting the same thing and you've outgrown it and that's like a good thing um do you guys need more examples? I think you get what I'm saying. Like you fall victim to these patterns 
of doing the same thing, expecting different results, and it's not going to happen. It's not. Um, another thing about self-awareness is it's really uncomfortable, but it's super necessary. So I always say this. I'm not the coach for everybody. I'm not the dance teacher for everybody. I don't even want to be, to be honest with you, because I'm super dedicated to the mindset work that me and my client, my clients and I um, work through together. And it's tough shit. Like when you work with me, like I have be having people cry and we be doing all kinds of shit, working through our shit. And um, it's uncomfortable. So if you're not ready for that type of journey, you know, then you're not ready for self-awareness. And that's just the reality of it. You got to be ready for it because if someone's like forcing you to be self-aware, it's really uncomfortable. I, I mean, I'm sure I've been in positions like where, I'm trying to think. Ah, my husband, he, he started on his self-awareness journey before I did. And um, I was like, bitch, I know what I'm talking about. I do yoga. And I gave him such a hard time until I finally was ready. And then, you know went on that journey and I apologized about it because you know when you're not a self-aware you're not really like a nice person about it too you just kind of drag people through the mud with you it's not cool um so what I want you to do is if you're getting started in this self-awareness portion right here if you're like step one bitch how do I do it right here I want you to get a piece of paper I want you to we're gonna break this cycle I want you to become hyper aware of your, your feelings. And I love to do this. I do this all the time. I always tell people your feelings are not a good way to plan your life. They're not a good way to um, make decisions. I'm sorry. I know everybody. Oh, my feelings. Your feelings are valid. I'm not saying your feelings are not valid. I'm saying they're not a good way to set goals, plan, make decisions. They're not, they're irrational. They're valid. They're not fucking logical, period, okay? Um, if you're starting on this self-awareness journey, I want you to become hyper aware of your feelings. So get a piece of paper, write down feelings, bro. Like if you go to a class and you experience the feeling of like loneliness, like write that down because it's not just like, you had a feeling and it's not attached to anything. Your feelings are attached to shit and like logical, like like things that are valid. Like if you go to class, you feel lonely. It's not just like you go to that class and you feel lonely. Like you go to that class, you feel lonely. Maybe you need to start making friends in that class. Maybe you need to go to a class that's more inviting. Maybe you need to bring a friend with you to class. Like there's a way to build from that emotion, okay? Um, maybe... You experience jealousy. Ooh, what an ugly emotion. Why would we talk about that? Because it's not just you feel jealous and then that's the end of it. You feel jealous or envious of something and it's because you want what that person has or has created. That's completely fine. Bitch, go out and do the work and create that shit for yourself. It's not saying that you can't do that as well, you know. Use that jealousy or that envy as a way to get your own shit started. Um, 
you're mad every single time you don't get called out for a solo. This is a common one. Oh, I'm not going to that fucking class no more. She just fucking calls out her friends. Okay, well, write down mad. And why do you feel mad? You just feel mad? No, you probably feel mad because did you put, did, have you been putting in all this work and you feel like you're not being acknowledged for the work that you put in? Okay, yes. Okay, no. No, you you haven't been putting. Okay, so then your feelings of being mad, you need to just kind of suck it up. Like, you know what I mean? Now, if you have been putting in the work, then obviously go somewhere where you're being acknowledged. Like, use your feelings as a guide. Don't use them as a decision maker. Don't use them as um, a planner because there is no rhyme or motherfucking reason to a feeling okay anywho uh number two in the in the selfs we've got self-discovery and exploration i actually love this um self-concept because it's you can do anything and you're just and you can't fuck it up not that you can fuck up anything because you're perfect and amazing the way that you are but when it comes to self-discovery and exploration, you can do anything and and either just like it or not like it. And that's perfectly fine. All of it is knowledge to you. Nothing is wrong. I frequently go back to this um, this uh, like era or uh, this like section because it helps you find out what actually fuels you as a creative. So what this means, self-discovery and exploration is doing doing a bunch of shit, doing a bunch of shit that you don't usually do. You're exploring. So maybe that means mm, I'm going to go take a salsa class. I'm going to go take a pottery class. I'm going to try a new workout at the gym. I'm going to like anything, anything. It literally could be anything. And you find out what you like and what you don't like. The more time that you spend with yourself doing activities, like taking take your like inner child on a on a little, I don't know, a little play date. The more that you do that, though, you discover what you naturally like and what you don't like. And then that'll help guide you into spaces that work for you. Um, consuming different different types of art. Maybe one whole week you just listen to classical music. Oh. <gasps> I fucking, and you, I fucking hate it. You discovered that you fucking hate it. Okay, cool. Don't ever go to a class that has classical art. Don't ever do anything that has classical art. That's totally fine. Like, you know, or maybe one whole week you listen to like smooth jazz. Wow, I love smooth jazz. It like creates so much movement that I'm not used to doing. Cool. Incorporate more smooth jazz. Like it's all like exciting uh, ways to get to know yourself. So I love that. I love this, um, this concept because there's no wrong way to do it. And it's all learning. Like that's the next thing that my clients talk to me about. They're like, I don't know what I want to do. Oh, that's awesome. Let's do everything right now. Like this week, what are like, in fact, get a piece of paper. Same piece of paper with your uh, emotions. Under this one, you're going to put self-discovery. And I want you to write down, like, activities that you're going to go take do with yourself. 
listening to new music all day on Wednesday. Maybe you're going to go to a painting class on Thursday. A new dance class on Friday. I don't know, bitch. Cook a new recipe on Monday. Like, just stuff, bro. Anything that you just don't usually do. And then you're going to write down how you felt about it. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Use all this as knowledge. You know, the more that you know about yourself, the better. Um, yeah. And then when you have a list of things that you like and you really enjoy and maybe you discover, damn, I really like tap dancing. <laughs> I have never tap danced a day in my life. That is not a good example. Um, what's an example that I could use for myself? What, have I, what do I like? I like a lot of stuff. I just try not to limit myself. I really like dance hall. I need to get more into dance hall classes. I've been trying to link up with friends and, go, and, and get into some more dance hall classes. Anyways, I'm like, oh, man, I really like this. Well, what's a goal that I can do that incorporates these things that I like? You know, maybe I take like five dance hall classes this week. Wow. Like you start to formulate goals that make sense. And they're not just goals that other people create because that happens a fucking lot. Um, Me personally, like. I love ballet. Like, I grew up on ballet. Like, yes, bitch, it's giving black swan. Like, I love ballet. Like, all of it. Um, at this point in my life, I probably will not go be in a, <laughs> like, a ballet company. Do you know what I mean? But if I was to follow somebody else's dreams, maybe it would be to be in a ballet company or something like that. Do you know what I mean? And so then you're chasing this dream. I'm chasing this dream and it doesn't even make sense to me. I don't even like that shit really. So then even when I get there, I'm unhappy. And oh my God, that happens to so many dancers. I, like I said, I have a range of dancers that I work with. I work with beginners. I work with intermediate. I work with advanced and I'll have my advanced people in shows choreography they'd be doing amazing shit right but they're like I'm still unhappy and we're like bitch how are you unhappy you're doing everything and they're like yeah but it's not what I want to do you know so that shit's important because shit other people's expectations will have you doing a hell of a lot okay and even myself as a teacher um I don't even like to call myself a teacher. Myself as a mentor. Like, I was following a um, a schedule originally that was teaching, I think, like, twice a week or something like that. Like, that's that's what I was, I was doing because there was so many teachers that were doing that. Like, that was, like, the normal thing to do is, like, have multiple classes through a week. And I was finding that I was way more drained that way. I had no time for myself. I, my students loved it. Don't get me wrong. My students absolutely loved when I taught a lot. And I love my students. So I like to make them happy. But I wasn't making myself happy. And then I was stressed out because I'm over here, you know, trying to film class because that's the standard now when I'm over here following a schedule that I don't like. I don't have time for me. So that's when I made the decision, like, I'm going to start coaching. 
and I made my own schedule. And I said, hey, if you want to train with me, I'm teaching once a month and I might do a pop up like that's it. okay?" and I was super nervous because not a lot of people were doing like mentorships or like monthly things like that. Like the way I kind of run my program was like pretty different. And I was like, man, I don't know if anybody's going to sign up. And the first month, I sold out. And the second month, and the third month, and so on and so forth. And I've been having a successful coaching business since, damn, we're almost coming up on a year. Actually, eh, we'll say a year. The The format that I'm doing it in, well, it's a, it's been a year. Um. Yeah, but it's way different from like, I mean, and I still have students that are like, teach every month, teach every week, teach multiple. And I'm like, respectfully, no, you know, that's not what fuels me right now. Maybe later. Not right now, though. And you have to, you know, try different shit to find out what works for you. So that was my self-discovery and exploration as a teacher, as a mentor. Um. Awesome. Uh, Next, we have self-confidence. So here's the thing about self-confidence. It's really contingent. Oh, hell, y'all. Contingent. Child. It's really contingent on the first two selves. So if you are not self-exploring and if you are not self-aware, your self-confidence is going to be real shaky or it's going to be like not real. Like it's just going to be like ego and like, I don't want to say fake, but like just, I don't know, just like cocky. Maybe it's just cockiness. I don't know. So true self-confidence, like unshakable self-confidence is rooted in knowing thyself the more, not knowing thyself, the more that you know yourself, the more that you are self-aware, the more that you know your own triggers and you know what you like and you know what you don't like, baby, you are unfuckwithable, okay? And it's not something, surprisingly, like a lot of people don't have this unshakable self-confidence because it's dependent on different other things, social media, I don't know, your parents, like, you know what I mean? But the true self-confidence that I I strive for, and I'm not saying I'm perfect, but you can't tell me shit, bitch. And my clients, too, we get them to that point where, like I said, unfuckwithable, okay? That comes from self-exploration so knowing what the fuck you like what the fuck you don't like what fuels you what's your why why you're doing this why you're not doing that exactly and from being self-aware like having control over your emotions not letting them control you um knowing your triggers so then people can't trigger you you know what i mean because that's the worst when People have control over you because they know your triggers and then they get into your head and you let them. Baby, why would you let them do that? Um, Self-confidence also, I think it grows 
on itself. So like once you have a little bit, you just like nurture it and it'll keep growing. So like on that same fucking piece of paper, get that. Don't lose this piece of paper. Go get that piece of paper. On that same piece of paper, I want you to write down something you're confident in because you need to realize that it's there. You just have to nurture it. Like when my clients are like, I'm struggling with confidence, like confidence looking at the camera when I'm dancing, confidence coming out and saying I'm a choreographer, confidence when da 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 da, da list, okay? Um, we start with stuff that they're already confident on. You're confident on choosing music that moves you? Bitch, write that down. That is a skill, okay? I'm sure there's a lot of choreographers that struggle with choosing songs. I, like, you know, depending on where my headspace is, I struggle with that. But if, like, maybe you have this undeniable capability to pick the right song for your type of emotion and feeling every single time you just don't know what to put to it yet and that's okay you know what I mean we start small and we nurture what we already have um maybe you're a painter and you are oh my god your blending skills bitch are just chef's kiss okay that's amazing but you just don't you can't figure out what to paint I don't know you guys I'm trying to appeal to other artists too um, yeah, maybe you're in a high jumper. You're a high jumper and you know that you're good at that, but you're not good at doing the dash. I don't know what the terms are. You know what I'm talking about? Start with shit that you're already good at and write it down because when it's in our head, it's up here. No, bitch, get it the fuck out of there and put it on something tangible so you can see it every single time you want to go to a negative place. Oh, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at that. Bitch, you're lying. Go look at your little paper. This is all the shit that you're good at and keep adding to that list. That's a great way to um, combat imposter syndrome because I know that y'all bitches have it. So keep that's your piece of paper that combats imposter syndrome. Write all the shit that you're actually good at and keep looking at it, okay? Different from, from um, what's it called? Uh, manifestations. I forget what they're called. Mantras. You know, never mind. Different, different topic. Different topic. Um, yeah, so I like to talk about all three of these self-concepts because they fall under the umbrella of mindset and inner work. And that's like, like for this whole podcast, like I, I think that you need like a good foundation because we going to start talking about some really, I always say meta, some real meta type shit. And if you're not even just like at square one, then some of the other concepts that I throw out to you might be a little bit far-fetched. So I think working on getting your head ready to get into that space, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know what I'm saying? Um, like I said, it's not, it's simple. It's not easy, though. You know what I mean? And it's, it's uncomfortable, but it's, there's so much to gain from, um, from becoming self-aware and, you know, getting your self-confidence and self-exploring, all of that. Um, 
I also say, you know, great artists and creators and creatives, they use their, you know, emotions and their mind as a tool and an avenue to work for them, not work against them. Ooh, ain't nothing worse than when your body wants to perform, when your skill wants to perform, when you want to go out there and just go beast on them and you can't get out of your head. God damn it. That is the worst. And you really have to become one with your mind and really get control over your head and your thoughts so you can use them to your advantage. Um, Yeah. I think that drives that point home. Um, So... Like I said, my 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 personal why is like I said, I, I hate when dancers, I hate when artists block themselves from being great. Um I feel like living in LA now, I see so many amazing performers and I can always tell it's like sad because like they're so amazing and then you can just tell when someone's in their head. And I just want to be like, damn, get the fuck out of your head. There's nothing fun up in there. Get the fuck out, you know. And that's why I really love, I really love the work that I do. And my clients, um, they do really well once they, once they, once they get out of their head, you know. Um, so some tips, some tips about mindfulness, about mindset. Um, what you put in and how you do any type of mindset work. Oh, well, here, let me backtrack. What you put into your mindset work is what you're going to get out. So if you are and be like real with yourself, like. Be real with yourself. If you are be- doing some really surface level digging, you're going to get like surface level results you know what I mean like and I'm I'm guilty of this too like it's it's some days I feel like going really deep with myself and like come on bitch like what is going on so we can get past this and be great and some days I'm like "Eh, let's just do what we need to do and move on you know what I mean but just know that what you um how much effort you put into that is the amount of, I I won't say success, but the amount of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What you put in is what you get out. Point blank period, okay? Short and sweet. Um, Another thing to remember, like a tip, is try to flow with yourself. Don't force it. And this is something that I, as a type A person, am constantly battling. I will be real with you. Um, <laughs> a good example. I didn't want to start this entire podcast because I did not have the camera that I wanted. Bitch, if you don't just get on a damn microphone and talk some shit, like, 
don't nobody give a fuck about a video. But the perfectionist in me, the type A in me was like, well, if I can't have a good camera, I don't want to do anything and there's no point and da, da 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 And then I'm like, that is ridiculous. That's a ridiculous reason not to do some shit. Um, so my point is, learn to just flow with your ideas, whether they're perfect or not. Don't try to force everything into this beautiful, perfect presentation of what you think that your creativity and your self-exploration and your success and your journey should look like. Your shit's going to look like whatever it looks like. And just showing up is the main goal itself, not what it looks like. So please release what you think shit should look like and just flow. Deadass. Um, the last little bit I want to go over is my success blockers. <laughs> my clients know. Um, success blockers are exactly what they sound like. They're going to block the shit out of your success. Um, if you're on a roll, girl, write these down. Maybe I'll make all the, I'll make like a little folder or something you can download like visuals. I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. We're not going to worry about it. Write these down. Put a bookmark on them. Here are some success blockers. Okay. Number one, bad habits. God, I say this all the time. Your bad habits will block the shit out of your success. And I know I'm going to make a whole podcast about habits and all that kind of stuff. Um, let me give you an example. Ain't nothing wrong with smoking. Like, burn it down, shouty. Like, I, <laughs> do your thing. Whatever you want to do. I don't care. In fact, if you would have asked me like five years ago, I would have burned it down with you. Turn up. Um, it was like a year ago. I started to realize this was a fucking problem, though. Um, like in terms of like my dancing. Calm down. I would like a lot of people get high and then like go to class and like expect my body to do normal shit. Bitch, I'm not one of those high people. I'm paranoid and. I am like so I have social anxiety already and you want me to do what? So it was blocking my success. I was fucking up in class. It was just not cute. So I had to kick that cat habit to the curb. OK, so I don't smoke no more. And now I have new habits that are bad. Let's see. Hmm. Um, I always say, oh, this one be fucking me up. Being late to class. Oh. Y'all got to stop doing this. And when I say y'all, I mean me. It's not good because you're going to miss warm up. You're going to be in the back of the fucking class so you can't see. And you're not going to be able to, you know, socialize, say hi to your friends. Being late to class is a is a nasty habit. If you're trying to like, you know, be uh, on top of your shit, you know, when you're trying to look good to the choreographer, when you want to actually gain as much as possible from class because you paid for it. Being late to class is a bad fucking habit. Mm. Um, standing in the back of the class, like piggybacking off of that, that's a bad habit too. 
I always tell this to my clients. Why the fuck are you in the back of the class? You can't see. You can't. Oh, I don't want to take away from someone else's spot in front. That's your spot in front, maybe. Why, why are you in that habit of going to the back? Get out of that habit. It's blocking your success. Now the choreographer can't see you. You can't see them. You can't use the mirror as a tool. Um, you can't do the choreography for people that are looking up to you. Like there's so many, there's so many reasons to not stand in the back, but that's a bad habit and that's blocking your success. Like dead, dead ass, dead ass. Um, number two, success blocker. Ooh, this one makes me so mad. This one makes me so mad. Saying you can't do something. Knock that shit off right now. Stop saying you can't. I don't even want to hear that come out of your mouth. That was dramatic. I don't. I don't. And I I think my clients know not to say that shit out loud. Don't even think it. Don't even. If you're one of my clients, don't you don't you even think think that you can't do something because I'll be right on that ass. Um, don't say you can't do something. Don't do it because the minute you say that, your body is going to be like, oh, yep, mm-hmm, yep, no, can't, you're right. And then you're never going to do it. And that's facts. It is. If you are even thinking it, like I know, I, and I'm talking to like, my people that lift heavy, like y'all, I know I see y'all in the gym. Okay. Purr. Like if you're trying to lift this fucking weight and you're like, oh, I'm not going to get this up. Is your body going to get that weight up? No, it's not. So why the fuck are you in the dance studio with that fuck, fuck, fuck mindset with that fuck habit? Stop it. Don't say you can't do something. I've been saying this in classes. You need to gaslight yourself. You need to gaslight yourself and tell yourself that you can do it. I love gaslighting myself. I will be like, oh, let me just get this five. Let me just get these five turns. Child, I never did it. I never did a five turns, but I will gaslight myself in class. I'm, oh, let me just get this back bend to a split. Mm-hmm. Yep. Easy. Like, you need to be talking yourself up. Because no one else is. I will. I will for you. I will always for you. But you definitely need to, yourself. <laughs> um, number three, success blocker, having no fucking plan. This one, this one, this one's hard for a lot of people because they think that their plans are good enough. Even me, bro. I'd be like, oh, why is my plans not working like the way? Because I, my plans aren't specific enough. You're not, chances are you're not being specific enough with your, with your plan. Um, you need, like, I need to see exactly, like, in my head what your plan is. Word for word. I need to know dates, times, who, what, where, when. Wh like, I need details. If you just say, I want to be a professional dancer. Okay. What what type for who? Where? What kind of music? When? Like I need specific. I want to be a better dancer. Okay. What does that look like? Two turns? Three turns? Mm, a leap? Is it tap? What kind of dance? Like I need more specifics. I want to be a 
I want to be an artist. Okay, what kind of art? Painting, pottery. Like, you need to be way more specific. Um, I'm going to go on tour. Okay, with who? And how are you going to do that? Like, people get a little, uh, I don't want to say upset, but they get a little, like, uh, pressed when you ask them questions, as you should. You know, like, hey, well, what's the plan for it, though? Well, I don't know. Okay, well, then it's not going to happen. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean it in a very realistic, like, loving way. Like, I want your plan to happen. Like, what can we do to get you from point A to point Z? Like, let's let's actually work this out. You know, just saying it's going to happen is not going to make it happen. You got to go and make it happen yourself. You have to have a plan in order to do that. And success blocker number four. Uh, your company. This one's also a sore spot because we love our friends and we love our family too. But sometimes they're not always the most supportive or um, the best influences, to be honest. Like, um, I've definitely been around dancers and they were, like, not on their, I guess, serious tip. So then it made me be a less serious dancer. And then I had to backtrack and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, why am I getting unfocused? And it's because the company that I was around was unfocused, you know what I mean? Or not training as hard or slacking or going out for margaritas instead, you know what I'm saying? Um, Being around a bunch of dancers, like, oh God, when you're in class and the teacher shows you something, and your girlfriend's like, bitch, I can't do that. She wants us to do what? And then you're like, I can't do that either. Then guess what? None of you are doing it. Yeah. So make sure you're standing next to the dancers that are like, oh, bet we're doing that. Do you know what I mean? Like simple shit like that. Seriously, it really makes a difference. Um that's the kind of level of self-awareness I, I like to be on even in class. You got to dissect your every move. You got to stay ahead of your own bullshit. Swear to God. I try to stay ahead of my own bullshit. Okay. Um, wow. And with that, I we're wrapping up. We're wrapping up. Episode one. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I was a little nervous. I was like, how am I going to do this? But you guys know, like I said, I'm a long-winded bitch. If there's one thing I could do is talk. And I try not to talk in class because it's 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 uh it's class. We're training. I I'm working your muscles, but I am so excited that I get to work your motherfucking mindset now. <laughs> they should have never gave me a microphone. Um so make sure you subscribe, um comment on YouTube. And if you have a dancer or an artist friend that needs to get the fuck out of their head so they can start creating some dope ass arts, they can start doing some dope ass shit with their bodies and their mind and their talents, then make sure you send this to them. And I will talk to you guys next week. Later.